It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft, but the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make him need to run. That's I'm every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. All right, it is a Friday morning. DiPietro Rothenberg and you, 98.7 ESPN. I mean, pre-show meeting right off the bat. I think it's fair to say no empathy, no sympathy. Raymond Santiago, we learned a lot about him this morning, Rick. A lot. Today was a revealing pre-show meeting. Right? Very revealing. He, he cares about himself and has very little concern for others. And I feel like maybe this is standing in the way of things on this show. It feels like a one-way relationship right now. Dysfunctional one-way relationship where all we do is care and worry. And give. Give. That's it. We're givers. And give. I'll tell you what, though. I've never felt closer to you than I do with him right now. Right now, very close. He's done that. He's brought us closer together, which I didn't think was possible after yesterday. After the the times we we shared yesterday and that nighty. But, I mean, leave it to Raymond. Maybe it was his plan all along. To try to divide and conquer? No, no, to just to, to try to, to really to, to solidify our relationship, and he'll be the bad guy. It's a genius. You look like the Herb Brooks of the show. Right. Yeah, that would be remarkable. By the, by the way, what, what a night at the Garden. I mean, you not there, but Raymond there. And not only was Raymond there, he looked, he looked like a male model. He's wearing a, a suit. He's, he's got no tie, but he looked absolutely sensational. RJ there looking tiny yet muscular. I'm there. The three of us taking photos, hobnobbing, as some would say. You, no, no. This is the theme now. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. At home with the kids. I had teacher-parent conferences last night. Oh, stop it. What do you mean, stop it? Your oldest child is eight. What What are they telling you? Rick, he's doing great with finger painting, very incapable of rhyming in prose. I mean, come on. What are they, what are no, they telling you concerned. on no, the no, parent-teacher I'm, conference? Eight-year-old doing finger paintings in school and pulling them right out. He's eight. What, what second, is he? What is he? Second grade. Hey, Rick, listen, great news. They're doing division now. His two times table is wonderful. Oh, oh thank you, Miss O'McElhaney. We okay. really appreciate you. Yeah, she, he's Stop a very, it. very Irish teacher. No, they're doing division now. Okay, so what? So Cass couldn't have gone and, and, and taken the reins while you go enjoy the night with your friends? No. Mm-hmm. This, was a, this was a dual parenting situation. Okay, that's fine. I Listen, like to be there. I, I, I like see. to meet the teachers. I like to get to know what's going on with my kids. And I have no interest in going to a Rangers game. I told you I would go to a Rangers playoff game with you. Whatever. 
Whatever. I'm whatever. There. I'm, I told you. I'm first of all, I don't. First you know what? You know what no, the no, thing no, is? Time every time. time, time no, 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 no. no. You know what? I stayed out late. I I sat there. I shook hands. I kissed babies. And you? Oh, how is how is my attendance wise? Is Milo focused? Do you find that he's really putting forth his maximum effort? Is he a leader? These are big questions. Just because I'm interested in my kids' lives and you're not, don't blame me for this. Don't t- how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? If say you drive them around, like doesn't mean you're interested in how they feel. How dare you say something like that? No, nobody is more involved. You want to say that uh, that I'm I'm not great at handling issues around the house? Fine. Can't pay bills? Fine. Can't cook? Fine. How dare you? RJ, let me ask up. you a question. When little I- Luca or Anthony comes out of the uh, womb and he's in grade one, two, whatever it is. And you have parent-teacher conferences, and you could go. Are you going, or are you deciding you're going to go to a Rangers game, a team you don't even like, and skip the parent-teacher conferences? It's an aw- it's an awful. It's a terrific question. Equivalent question. Oh, it's not my event. Listen, RJ, I, I I I can see both sides. No, you can't. Come on, do the right thing. But only if you feel you you, you truly took something from these meetings and these parent-teacher conferences. Like if yeah, you, of course I did. Is you, there are there issues? If you told me that Milo is having real struggling issues at school, may, maybe now, maybe I can see your side. Yeah, is, like, my, is Milo struggling? He's Are there issues? brawling with other kids. Yeah. Uh, how am I the bad guy? Because I'm, because I'm involved in my children's lives. Because we're all there. I mean, taking you know, photos, we're arms around each other, and really just having a good time, and we're bonding, and Don was there, and EJ Raddick was there, and Ron Greshner was there, and... And Ryan Hurley is there, and John Winthrop is there, and listeners are there. You, nowhere to be found. And, and here, here lies the problem, RJ, is that this is the theme. This is the theme. It happened at the Thirsty Turtle. It happened at the Rangers <laughs> playoff game last year. It now happened now. It happens consistently. The three of us, we give and we give and we give. And you always have, quote, unquote, the parent-teacher conference no, in no, one no, way quote, or another. Unquote. Mm-hmm. It's the parched amphibian. No, no, I had something to do. It was your event, RJ. I don't know why RJ went. I would have said no, hell no. I didn't get invited to the birthday party. Raymond works there. Don works there. They didn't have to to pay a visit. No, of course they're going to pay a visit. Why, they why did they? They, 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 didn't, walk they up came back over and over. They came back over and over. Probably did for he, the free food. Didn't even walk down a stair. It was literally right on the end of the bridge there. Yeah. Very short walk. If Raymond had to take an elevator, no chance he stops by. I don't. I, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true. I mean, no. they, you, it's a grown man walking around in a Rangers jersey. All right, you embarrassed me yesterday. How did I embarrass you yesterday? I'm getting, I'm getting text messages all day long of the of the picture of me in that stupid nighty. Well, I was I didn't show embarrass myself. You, you my, embarrassed you. I'm going to show my face around the garden last night. No chance. Amazing. I was emotionally yeah. broken. It took me a whole. It took me the whole day. I I, I don't even know who you are. I don't know who I am. Never, never would I thought I see the day where I'm walking around, I'm taking pictures in a Rangers nighty. I think something good came out of that. Nothing Gresher saw it. Everyone's seen it. Yeah, Gresher was talking about. It. He goes, "How'd you get him to do that?" I said, "Well, you know what? He lost a wager. I mean, he's he's terrible." I said, "Ron, don't say I'm terrible." I said, "Ron, Bobby." <laughs> I said, "You familiar with uh, with football wagering?" He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "It's legal now." I said, "No, I know it's legal now." Why would you ask him such a stupid question though? I said. I said, uh, we make our, our show picks, and Rick, every game he takes, he, he gets wrong. He said, well, how, how bad did he do? I said, there was a point he went 1-17, Ron. He oh. said, come on, seriously. He said, how bad did he do? I said, Ron, I'm, I'm not kidding. There was a point he went 1-17. and 
He said, it's a well, bad no, run. He said, no wonder he had to wear that Rangers thing. Yeah, I mean, it should have been worse probably. It is one of the worst runs in the history of, of picking games. In the, in the history of absolutely anything, of anything. <laughs> and then he told me a joke about you. Oh, God. Yeah. He said, you know how, uh, he said, you know, him and Arizioni from the same town. I said, yeah. oh, no, I, I hear about it all the time. He said, you know, Arizioni is known as America's guest, right? I said, That's yeah, right. Rick, Rick tells me that all the time. He goes, you know what Rick's known as? I said, oh, right. please, please tell me. Here he said, go. America's guest plus one. That's Rick. Yeah, that's great. I said, really, Ron? I said, would you like to come on the show? What? I'm glad you guys had a nice time last night. We would have loved to have you. No. I'm glad I didn't show up now. Good. You know what? Every time we get together now, maybe we don't invite you. I don't need that kind of ridicule. Why? You didn't invite me to the birthday anyway. Birthday is different. Birthday is not. It's like like the champagne room. No, it's a family event. And I'm not part of your family, obviously. Right. You're not part of my family. That's exactly right. All right. You know who might not be a part of my family, Rick? If things continue the way they're, they're Patrick Kane? Right uh, no, I thought Patrick Kane was okay last night. Daniel Jones? There you go. You know, Pat- so this is what, so what you're going to do. You're going to spend the entire first eight minutes of the show bad-mouthing me for not going and not one time mention that the Rangers lost the game. I'm here with my family. Well, I'm in listen. You want, you want uh, to break I'm America's down? America's guest plus one, and we're just going to overlook the fact that the Rangers Rangers lost the game. Lost. Rangers, Rangers lost uh, 5-3. Yeah, okay. You feel better now? Uh, a lot better, yeah. I don't feel great about your power play. Not going to lie to you. Um, don't love the fine. setup. I you hate the setup. If that setup doesn't change, I hate it. What, what, what's so awful about the setup? Bring us bring us behind the curtain a little bit. Okay, what's where so is awful? okay? This is, you don't have to be in the weeds for this for this breakdown right now. Where is Mika Zibanejad supposed to, Zibanejad supposed to be on the power play? Where is he at his best? Left side. Right, where Alexander Ovechkin stands, right? Right in that spot on the one-timer. Where do they currently have Mika? I don't know. In the bumper spot. And they have Panarin in his spot. I hate it. Put Mika back where he's supposed to be, and let's move forward. Stop messing do, around with that. He's one of the best in the league from that spot. Get to Gallant. Get, tell him. Uh, I would like to. If I was Mika, I would say something. He's too nice to say anything. Well, you, you think the coach is an idiot is what you're Left saying. Left dot, that's where he needs to be. Uh, you don't think they're going to figure it out? Uh, dude, they get, this is not the first game they've done it. Not against concerned. Philly, they had it like that. You want to really get into the weeds of the game. They're up, they're up one nothing in that game and had a five minute power play, a five minute major, and didn't score. And the game that's changed right. right there. Yep. But that's right. by the way, we'll get to Daniel Jones in a moment. I, I I had a really nice time and and loved hanging out with the guys and you know shaking hands in the suite and and you know saying hi to everyone and having nice food and all that. I it it I, my my attention to detail it's not the same. I I can't focus on games like that when there's so many people that I enjoy spending time with. Yeah, this is why I was the one for the show that had to bite the bullet and stay home and really watch and focus. Because oh, oh, because you're concerned about our in-depth Ranger analysis, is that I right? I am. But I am. Somebody's got to be a hockey show around here. Please. What do you mean, please? I think we have Stephen A. When we want our hockey yeah. analysis, Stephen A. Told everyone in in the uh, the country that hockey doesn't matter yesterday. Yeah. And then right, felt right, bad about right it. In front of, right in front of your guy, and your guy sat there and did nothing. The puck is black! And wow! then felt bad about it, because Don attacked him. And he, and, put out a, he put out a video. And and rightfully so. They'll put out a video for anything, though. Anything. That, and nothing will happen. They won't put out a video. All right. Can we can we get to the uh, Giants and Daniel Jones? Or are we not to crack it. It's a, mother, it's a mythological sea monster. I don't know. I don't want to put you in a bad mood, and I feel like this is going to put you in a bad mood. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to be okay. As they so, say in hockey. All right, Ray, enough. Let's do that hockey. Enough. Uh, Raymond, come on. <laughs> enough. And, uh, you know, first too of much. all, they're too, they're too, these are too long, and it, it's, it's repetitive now. 
<laughs> it's enough. <laughs> All right. This portion of the show is driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. So the report comes out yesterday. And if you remember, the other day in studio, during commercial, I said to you, you know what I'm hearing? As I'm hearing Jones wants $47 million. Wow. But I, I had no you know confirmation, corroboration of that being accurate. So I, I didn't want to bring it to air. But now that report is circulating. How, this, I'm, there is no way. I would move on from Daniel Jones before I would pay him $47 million a year. There is no chance I'm going to do that if I'm the Giants. Well, I don't think there's any chance they're going to do it. I mean, I thought that, I mean, the, the way that Joe Shane sounded yesterday when I heard some of the stuff he was saying was that, you know, there's a sizable gap and he's not nearly as confident that they're going to get a deal done. And Jones may end up taking the uh, franchise tag. But that's a that's a real waste. Uh, to, well, yeah, because if it costs you Saquon Barkley now. Which it very well could. I think that was, I mean, that was the way you were going to kind of get Saquon to take maybe more, I don't want to say team-friendly, but a more reasonable deal than what he could be looking for. If, like, if it was the difference between, you know, I won't take anything less than 14 and a half, well, we'll give you 10 then on the franchise tag. Maybe he decides, okay, 13 sounds good. How? But what sense does it make, really? If, if you're repping... Daniel Jones, in good faith, and I know you always want to get the most for your client, but like my agent, I just redid my deal. You just redid your deal, right? Like, like we, we have a new contract. Like, yeah, how you could stole you all go, the money. How, stop it. How could you go and ask for, for more than $45 million a season? Like, don't you have to have some awareness of the situation? I think your agent asks for as much as, as they can and then brings you back the counteroffers. And then you have to decide whether or not First, you trust the agent. And well, he, just sw- the other- he just switched agents, too. Yeah, because those, I mean, the agency he switched to is, is known to get humongous, you know, huge QB deals done. I just think Joe, Joe Shane has the number he wants to be at, and $47 million a year ain't it. No, there, there, there's no way. Now, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. We, we've seen r- rumors, reports that they really like, uh, what's his name, Hend- Hendon Hooker from, uh, from Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, I guess apparently they're talking to and going to really do their due diligence on Anthony Richardson as well. Well, that's the thing, though. So, I mean, he's not – they always say this, and this is the this is the one thing that, you know, as a player you hear. You're not going to – you won't – you won't achieve your maximum value unless you're a complete free agent. That's it. Like, like that's the only time you'll achieve your, your true value because you're going to have – you'll have leverage because there should be teams – competing against each other to get you. Like, the reason why Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed was because there were other teams that wanted him. He said, no, I'm not going to Cleveland. Cleveland desperate panicked and said, well, how does $230 million guaranteed sound? I love Cleveland. Yeah, that's what I've always wanted to be. Right. So, I mean, that's how you get the most money. This was one season. He had a good season. I mean, 15 passing touchdowns isn't, isn't by any means a great season, but... Lack of talent and everything else. Guy won a playoff game, was great in the playoff game, had a good season, answered a lot of questions. Is it elite elite quarterback money kind of season? I don't think so. And I wouldn't be heartbroken outside of potentially losing Saquon Barkley if he says, you know what, I want 47 or 45. Joe Shane says no. Let's see it one more year at 32. 
Oh, I, I'd have no issue with that. The, on, the only, like you mentioned, and it, it's uh, you're 100% right, the only issue you, ha- you have with that is it could stand in the way of you keeping Saquon Barkley. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You didn't show up to a, a, a bonding my, event. I fulfilled my commitment. Spent four hours in a Rangers nighty. I got a buddy that texted me and goes, wear your pants. I said, I can't wear It's a nighty, you, you idiot. Were, yeah, you weren't wearing pants. Can't wear the pants. Call, I wish the Rangers had drafted me. Oh, now I got to live with that. You, you meant it. I think a little piece of you meant no, it. I did, I did not mean a li- it. A little piece of you was like, you know what it feels good? It's cathartic to say something like this. By the way, you know how we did the, uh, was it Sim? It was Sim yesterday when RJ brought up the uh, the NFLPA grades, the players graded each franchise. Yes, and, and Washington was last. Yeah, so they showed. So I actually saw Arizona's grades yesterday. Uh huh. Oh my good! Like nutrition F minus. First of all, there is no such thing as an F minus. They gave F minus. There is no. Well, what are what are they feeding them? Twinkies? How could their nutrition be an F minus? <laughs> the players graded their nutrition F minus. They had like three. I think they had three F minuses. There's no such thing as an F minus. They got to exist. make up their own grading system. <laughs> What 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 did you guys get for weight room? An L? I mean, these that doesn't exist. No, weight room got an F too. Really? I yeah. do. You, do you think if you saw the weight room and and the nutrition in comparison to what you dealt with with the Islanders, you'd be like, oh, that's a solid B. I'd be. It's like the Ritz Carlton, like right? Plus. You'd be like, oh, that, you know what? Very very nice. No, we had a trailer. 
and they didn't even give us. We had no pregame snack or nothing. We were responsible for our own pregame snack. I love the fact that on the road they gave you, like, vouchers. That was a training camp. They gave us raffle tickets. <laughs> so you would go in. If you wanted an extra fruit cup, did you have to, like, borrow from the future to, to get that? I oh, know you had to give an extra like you you have to like barter like so how many raffle tickets is this uh this extra appetizing gonna oh cost? Oh my god, that's that's an F minus F minus. Um, you want to hear from Joe Shane? He was on Good Morning Football. I do. Uh, all right, here's the Giants GM. Firstly, we start out with: Have you spoken? with your quarterback, Daniel Jones. Yeah, the way Daniel's uh, wired, he was in the building Monday getting a workout in. Yeah, so So I had a good conversation with Daniel. We've talked throughout this whole process, and, you know, he knows how we feel about him, and he knows how Dave's and the coaching staff feels about him. So we do have those personal conversations, and this is his first time going through free agency, and I just tell him, like, there's a business side to this, too, that you haven't been exposed to. So just understand, like, it's going to get worse before it gets better, and we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to bridge the gap, and it doesn't change the way we feel about you. So take any type of personal or emotional and just understand it's a business and hopefully find a comfortable landing spot for both parties. You know how we would hear from Dave Gettleman and every time we would finish, I would just like have my head in my hands and be like, oh God, I can't. Yeah, you hate him. I can't believe, I feel so 180 on Shane. I just feel like he's so competent and so capable. He might not even make a move that I agree with and because he gives me such reason to have optimism, I feel so good about pretty much anything he says. Well, it's well thought out. I mean, he's doing exactly what you should do. I mean, because, listen, he can say what he wants. It it does become personal. Like, you have these guys that think, yeah, I'll go go to arbitration, and they sit in these meetings like Corbin Burns and listen to a team talk about him, and it hurts their feelings. It was reported that it would, I mean, it hurt his feelings. He's got a chip on his shoulder because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which they shouldn't have done. I mean, he wasn't, it's a new coaching staff. The guy didn't draft you. There's no way they could pick up your fifth-year option. This is one of those ones I feel like it's like, as an agent, you're trying to protect the player from himself. Daniel Jones already been in the building. Like Daniel Jones wants to be a giant. He wants to play. He wants to give the team the flexibility to add as much talent around him as possible. But his agency is going to push for as much money as possible. That's why you have an agent. Right. To do the it, dirty work. That's well, why you sometimes have an agent. It's to, it's to protect you, too. Especially like if, you know, I'm sure he has a, a really good relationship with Dave's and seems to get along really well with Joe Shane. And he seems like the type of kid that is is focused on getting better and trying to win. And he's not a selfish guy. But like Joe Shane said, this is business. I, I just have a hard time believing that if they're going to continue to press for 45 or 47 million bucks a year, that you're going to find a, you're going to be able to bridge that gap. So now what's going to happen? Would you think about it? Now you might, because you were so like, like, and I don't want to be unfair to Jones, but I want like, you were so involved in wanting to know everything and, and like, you, you know, just wanted the best for the team always. Would you have said to yourself, sat back and said, you know, here's a deal. If I sign a deal that's a that's a one-year franchise tag, it means I'm probably not going to have Saquon back. Does it make more sense for me? Or is that, you know what, I got to think about me and my money first and then anything that happens after that we'll worry about. No, I think I think of both. I, I'm Daniel Jones. I'm 25 years old. This is my first time you know, dealing with a new contract, right? I made I made a good amount of money as the sixth overall pick. And, of course, I'm trying to get as much money as possible. But I think I have the conversation, like, you hear it all the time, right, with these, you know, these guys that it was just a recent story where didn't make it abundantly clear to his agent that, there was a, that he wanted to stay where he was at. And then that didn't get communicated to, to him or the team, and he ends up on a different team. It's like at a certain point you got to have that conversation with your agency and just say, hey, listen, 
I want to be a giant. I want a long-term deal. I do not want the franchise tag. So if that doesn't mean $47 million, if, if it means $38 million, like get me as much money as you can over, over the franchise tag on a long-term deal because I don't want to be on the franchise tag. I don't want to lose Saquon. I want right. to give the team flexibility. Like you have, to, you have to let them know what your priorities are because they're going to – I mean, obviously, they get paid. The more money you make, the more money they make. So they're going to fight for every penny. Like, they're not thinking about the same thing. They don't care about Saquon Barkley. They care I, about I, Daniel Jones making as I, I much money it. as he can. Right, because the more money that Jones makes, the more money that ma- they make, and, and the, the better it is for their and it's reputation. Better, well, and, right, that's the big one, too. It's better for their reputation. Right, of course. I mean, if you're, if you're a player that's going to get a, a lot of money and you see what they got for Daniel Jones, are you more inclined to go there or someone else? I, I, I totally get it. I'm just like, at some point, and what's going to happen is Daniel Jones is going to have the fan base turn against him. I'm telling you, because I'm I'm not getting angry, but like already I'm I'm clearly sodding with the Giants, and I get it. The Giants are making you know tons of money, and it's a billion dollar dollar organization, and they print money. But you know what? They're trying to put the best product on the field, and forty seven million dollars a year is astronomical. And if it comes to it, I will side with the Giants over Daniel Jones, and I think most fans will start to get annoyed at Daniel Jones asking for that kind of money. Well, that's the beauty. I mean, that's the beauty for NFL owners. Is that that's I mean, you're like a majority of the fans. It's it's about the team. Like you're rooting for laundry. So, I mean, again, would you would you love to have Daniel Jones as your quarterback? Yeah, but if Daniel Jones making forty seven million bucks, you know, affects your ability to make right. the team better or lose Saquon Bark. I mean, what do we say about Daniel Jones all the time? What is what does Daniel Jones need? He needs he needs more talent around him. Well, I mean, if he's making forty seven million bucks a year in a hard salary cap sport, like it, it limits your ability to do that. And the other side will say, the agent will say, Well, listen, Joe Shane, you make how many million bucks a year? You figure it out. That's not my it's not my client's job to take less money I understand that to point. do you a solid. Now he he plays for the Mets and it's like they're gonna pay, you know, Daniel Jones fifty three million dollars a year. I don't I don't care. Pay I'm like it's not it's not me saying Daniel Jones doesn't deserve this money because I don't want him to get paid. It's me sitting there saying because the salary cap is constituted the way it is if I pay him that much money, now I can't bring in offensive line help. Now I can't bring in receiver help. Now I can't go do certain things. Now it becomes prohibitive. You know what? I don't want to do it. And I would question you with this. How many teams out there would pay Daniel Jones that kind of money? If the Giants were to say, you know what? We're, we're not going to do it. We're, we're not going to do it. You think there are teams lined up that would give Daniel Jones $45 plus million dollars a year? I think that's probably very untrue. I'd be hard-pressed. But this is again so like the end. Major League Baseball is dealing with this now with the whole economic committee because they're going to they're going to try to fight. The owners will try to fight for a salary cap. This is why players can't stand salary caps because this is what happens. Is now how much money I make affects the team's ability to get better players and could cost you, like you said, an offensive lineman, a wide receiver. So now Daniel Jones is painted out as the bad guy because he's trying to get paid. Because well, I think Daniel Jones, in in many people's minds, would be the bad guy. Yeah, but that's, I mean, but again, that's the problem. You just said it. Like with the Mets, yeah, make whatever you want because Steve Cohen's willing to pay the luxury tax. You don't have that in the NFL. And you're, you're, you're I mean, time is running out. By the time we do our next show on Monday, we're going to be the day before you have to put the franchise tag on, on guys. I would want to get it done. See, that's the thing, though, too. You got to understand with if you're Daniel Jones, if you're Brian Dable and you're confident in your ability to to develop a young quarterback, I mean, does it make sense now to lock yourself into a, a deal at 45, 47 million bucks a year, or do you just restart the clock? Very fair point. 
I mean, how how much was Daniel Jones that took a step, which I'm sure is true, and how much is Brian Dable is just really, really good? And how much pressure are they putting on themselves as an organization to take another step next year? I mean, this was year one, but just because they were so good and win a playoff game, it kind of it speeds the process up. Yep, sure it does. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Brown sure who's our imaging, imaging director. director. He does all of our editing and production. And He's the one that put that, that horrendous promo together. Oh, not horrendous. In a long history of classic sidekicks, Dave Rothenberg stands out above the crowd. Horrendous. It's terrific. It's one of the great promos on our station. Great. Hurtful, 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 and horrendous. Dave Rothenberg, you are that sidekick. You're a great sidekick. Excel at your role, Dave. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Why don't I play the role of sidekick? Why don't I sit back, put my feet up, let it all dangle out, and let you run the show? On 98.7 ESPN. I got to tell you, I don't care if you're 30, 11, 50, Flintstones, it always scratches that itch. It is one of the great, and I, I wouldn't even say cartoons, one of the great shows in the history of television. Love it. Right? You're, I mean, who is not a Flintstones guy? I don't know. I, all my all my buddies are Flintstone guys. How, how could you not? Bam Bam, Betty, Wilma, 
right? I the great kazoo. Loved Wilma. Wilma! Uh, you know, I would, I'm not sure. We've never had this conversation. I would think RJ, not a huge Flintstones guy. I think he liked it. You, RJ, big Flintstones guy. He's a man with taste. Or a little Mine, you, caught him, you caught him screening again. Of course, because that's, that's what he does. Because he can see the screen. He knows he's screening, and no, then he asks some questions. I can't. Because he's a hack. Because Let's I'm face the, it. Because I'm the Batman of the show. I can't no. see him screening. No, you're the Robin of the show, and this is why. Because you're a hack. Little RJ, RJ, try again. RJ, try again. Are you, are you with us now? Yeah, I, I like the Flintstones. You like you are Flint, uh, like like the Flintstones, or you really love the Flintstones? No. Where'd, they, where'd they live? Bedrock. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but I watched it. Yeah, I'm not. You can't. I, I'm not, I can't go chapter and verse on every detail in the show, but I watched. All right. Where did Fred work? At the uh, the rock quarry. Oh yeah. All right. So you, you've you've dabbled in the. Yeah. Why do you then? question? Dumb, him? Dumb. What he's trying to do. You he just want to make you, you look <laughs> stupid and himself smart. No. You want. You want. I don't need to make myself look smart. That comes with the territory. I'm just trying to figure out how much Flintstones appreciation RJ has. Dumb dumbs. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a legendary show. I think that's a fair term to describe it. Who's it created by? I don't Flintstones know. vitamins were delicious. I d- I took Flintstones vitamins. We all did. did. I'm sure. Every everybody took Flintstones vitamins. I don't know why you need to to prop. You imagine how short you'd be if you didn't take Flintstones oh, vitamins. No. I'm just listen. I'm saying. Did you wear the oh. Rangers ninety to bed? No, I left it in the studio. It is oh, in the studio. No. I'm not I taking that thing home. I don't know why you got you to push me down to prop your Flintstone knowledge up. Why can't we all just exist in the same... Well, the fact that I would just ask you questions, he took huge blasting shots at your, your height or lack thereof, and, and I'm the bad guy? You let him down this path. I think you're both bad guys for different reasons. Yeah, but my reason's less than... He does this all the time, though. It, it's exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's it's cloaked in a in a sense of just a simple Q and A. But what you're really doing is trying to find the flaws of really any angle of life that you can. You think I'm trying to find flaws in life? You no, know, in our lives, you're like, oh, you don't know the Flintstones. You don't watch Flintstones. What do you know? You're a hack. That's how it devolves. Well, the fact that you or he'll feel ask like you that. questions that you can't answer, but he knows he can answer. So now he yes. is he's the bigger might be something fan within you. you. Obviously, you you have issues internally. No, I just think this is this is the plane you operate on. I right, think you know a- what you know what we'll do. We'll just do real cookie cutter sports kind of no, see, stuff. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, here we no, go. No, no, no. I, I mean, that, that's what we'll do. The, why do. You know what? When was the last time the three of you guys got together? That doesn't happen. You need me. I'm the glue. Well, yeah. If it would just be me and Ray hanging out. Because you know Rick doesn't want to hang out with you guys. This right. is what we do every day anyway. Yeah, so. it's just me and Ray. Don't <laughs> you guys don't have kids yet. You act like it's easy with three children. Your kids are grown up. Yeah, but we're asking for like, we're asking for like two days a year. I gave you one day in a night. I was the best. I left it all at the at the roast. We used one. That was in November. Yeah, you used it. I, but, I paid but, for- but again, that that was because there was another event going on. Right, a, you, uh, you a you major didn't meet event us to meet right. us. Exactly. You met us because the station. Why were you at the game last night, Raymond? The Michael K. anniversary. Yeah, why were you at the game last night? Yeah, let's get right to it. Michael K. has an event with his name on it. Rick right. shows up, and and of course Rick's going to show up. If that was anybody else, he wouldn't have gone. The Dave night at the lounge, and we still be waiting for that night. Because it was K, of course he shows up. And then we would have never gotten together. What? How about when we all got together out in New Jersey? Night before the Jets broadcast. Watching the Mets game. Enjoying wings. Where were you? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. I think I was coaching hockey that night. Oh, God. What do you mean, oh, God? It's so, oh, here, oh, sorry. Always, sorry. It's yeah, always right. something. Yeah, I'll cancel, I'll cancel my, children, my children's uh, sporting events. So that I wasn't September. It was August. Sit at the Thirsty Turtle it with you. It was summer. It was the middle. It doesn't matter. He can make up hockey stuff any time. 
There's always why an excuse. I, why would I make it up? There's always an excuse. There's a oh. parent-teacher conference. By the way, I got a, uh, a I tweet saw the from, tweet from I a can teacher. Promise you. I'll get Cassie on the I'll get Cassie on the show. I promise you, it was virtual. Got a got a tweet from a teacher. Did it on Zoom. saying saying he's lying. Listen, we, don't, lying. we don't do. I will take virtual. a lie detector test right he's now. He's lying outright. Wow. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm right. Am I making this up? That is an accusation. I swear on my children's lives. Yeah, I. I it was I, virtual. I believe Rick. But thank you. I mean, let's. But if it's virtual, you could you could have done it from a quiet corner in the in the lounge last no, no, night. I was supposed to be the one watching the children as oh, Cassie God. was doing it in private. The children run amok. <laughs> Let's just break it down to its simplest form. It's like the rule of six months. Every six, we we said quarterly, right? Because originally we talked about like monthly. And that was I'm crazy. never coming now. All right, never. I was going to say the no, I, big I loss, of course not. Ma- major loss. Major yeah, it is loss. a major loss. Dave may be the glue guy. I'm the fun guy. You're, you're, so they call the, me the, you're mushroom. the mushroom of the uh, yeah. of the show. Oh, <laughs> they call me Baby Bella. <laughs> oh my god! I I got to tell you what I think. The one most important cog to the entire thing is RJ. I think RJ makes it all go. I don't think so. No, I don't I'll disagree you, with you at all. I'll tell you why. Because I think RJ is funny. I think RJ is adult like because he he's like he's responsible. I think, he I think Ray's all these things also. I think yeah, I think Ray's, Ray's, Ray's Ray has no guard. sympathy. He's not yeah. he's nasty. I Ray. listen. Ray tells it like it is. Yeah, yeah, he had a, a wonderful suit on yesterday, a blue he, suit. He looked, he looked gorgeous. And, and Ray, when I saw you, what did I say? I said you look like a million bucks. Like, I'm not afraid to, to give you compliments. This was true, and I appreciated your compliment. It was it was well-received. He looked like a CEO walking in. Nice nice shoes, suit, had like two big, flashy credentials. He's very important. Well, he kind of, he kind oh, of no. runs the garden. He's very important. Well, again, you know, just again, fire people it, that have like... The, 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 these, are, these are lies. These are lies. I run nothing. I'm just there. I'm glad the Rangers lost. You know what? I'm glad the Sabres got killed yesterday, too. Why? How about that? Why? How about because that? Because he, he takes enjoyment in others' misery. That's, right. what, that's what Rick is. He has made the playoffs in 11 years. Thank right? you for the call. I wish the Rangers had drafted me. Uh, doesn't care. I'm glad the Sabres got smashed. What was it? What did the Sabres do to you? 7-1, RJ? Yeah. Not the Sabres. It's RJ. Touchdown Bruins. Yes. But there's no, there's no shame in losing to Boston. I, boy, if you're, I mean... A lot could change with the Rangers. I don't know how anyone's beaten them. Four yeah, Boston, time, Boston is very four good. times in seven games. They're very good. You're talking about the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's a terrifying. They're very game. good. They got better. Yeah. Well, Orlov's got eight points since they picked them up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I'd say know. that's going well for them. I mean, when you look at, I mean, in, in the history of hockey, this is an all-time season. Yeah, they're on pace, wins and points. They're the fastest two hundred points ever. Yeah. What do they have? Like eight losses this year. I think in regulation, like eight or nine, like total in overtime or shootout, I think it's like 14 or something. Yeah, but that's it's crazy. That's incredible. Um, this portion of the show, driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast, huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. Did you have something you wanted to say? Me, no. I'm just looking at their goal differential. It's, the, goal, it's, the, their goal differential is plus 103. What's their overall record? Uh, they are 48, 8, and 5. 101 points in 61 games. And their goal differential is plus 103. So how many? They have 100. How many points? They have 101 points. And they have 21 games to go? They have played 61, 61. games. So, yep. tw- so, so they can get another 42 points. I mean, they're going to they're gonna wind up with 125 points at least. 
25 2 and 3 at home and 23 6 and 2 on the road. My god. What what did you think about Patrick Kane last night? I saw he had four shots on goal. Oh, I think he's going to be I thought he was going to he had a chance there where I thought he was going to score a goal, but I mean they'll be fine. He's yeah, got natural that, chemistry with Panarin. It's going to take a minute, man. This is back-to-back games. They're playing with they screw, they five screwed defensemen. up the emer- Yeah, they screwed up the emergency recall thing, so they're playing with five defensemen. You miss lingering. I mean, two of your top four are out. I mean, it's tough sledding. But you were right. I mean, you got to score on the power play. They're five-minute power play. You're up one nothing. You have a five-minute power play. If you score one, you're in great shape. If you score two, you're on the verge of, of you know cinching this thing away, and, and you don't score. Not only did you not score, it was awful, that five-minute power play. When Ottawa's playing good hockey, that's tough. That's a tough back-to-back. But, I mean, it just it sucks because everyone was so... It was, was so, so amped up. up. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. You want to hear a little Patrick uh, Kane sound? Oh, yeah, maybe. All right. Here he is, Patrick Kane, on playing uh, for a new team for the first time since he joined the Chicago Blackhawks. It's different, right? I mean, uh, definitely just, you know, everything. Uh, um, yeah, how you come to the rink, how you get ready for the game, different colors, uh, different things like that. So, uh, But, uh, you know, excited to be here and uh, excited to uh, get better and play better for my teammates. That's got to be weird, huh? To play your All entire career in one city and be a conquering hero and then just pick up and, and leave and go to a new place? Well, there was a lot of hesitation from him, but it's just so bad in Chicago now. It's like he can't. Like, why would you Why would you stay through it? Because I think he wanted to. I mean, if I think it was up to him and their team was still competitive, that he would want to stay stay in Chicago and retire as just a Blackhawk. But Could he go back to Chicago? Right, He's a free agent after this Yeah, year. I don't know if he would. I mean, the team's not very good. So it's going to be tough sledding for a while. I'm telling you right now. I mean, one of the first things that that I thought listening to him after the game was and I'm sick like this was the the whole Aaron Rodgers thing we keep talking about. You're really focused on Aaron Rodgers, aren't you? Well, because I mean, we have to make a decision here at some point. He has to make a decision at some point. But maybe that's just what he needs, though. Like if he's in that dark room and he's thinking to himself, you know, maybe it's. You know, it's time for a change. You know, reinvigorate me. Exciting new teammates, new you know, new, new facility. I got my guy Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know. Sometimes you need that. Like sometimes you just get things get stale. Right, new spot. Like it kind of like makes you feel young again. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, he said he's like he. I mean, he actually said after the game, he goes, "I haven't been that nervous for a regular season game, and I can't tell you how long." I'm sure. I mean, it's out of your comfort zone. It's out of what you've known for your entire NHL career. And and not only that, you're the focus. Like, all anybody... Did you see this? The, the the store sold out of Patrick Kane jerseys in adult sizes, like, early in the day yesterday? Yeah, people, dude. I mean, all my Ranger buddies were... I mean, they've been... For the last, I don't know, month, this is all they've been talking about. And now they, they're all pumped. I was getting really annoyed. So we're sitting in, in this one lounge. And over to the left of us, RJ, I don't know if you saw this. I guess there must have been a Senators fan. And every time Ottawa would do something good, he would just get, clap and scream. And I, I, I was getting very annoyed at this man. I didn't do anything, but I was, I was close to going over and being like, can you, can you shut up? Please? You were, were going to deal with it. He wasn't. I, I wasn't going to no, fight him, but I was going to be like, yeah, no, you know, this is our house. Do me a favor. Be, be quiet, you loser. <laughs> he won his way in. Well, yeah, no, what happened? Wasn't it, he, he was in, in our la- lounge. He, he was in the lounge, or he was no. In- he was not. He was like up, up to the left. Oh, then he paid on his the way bridge. In. Yeah. Well, I, listen, I'm fine going and and hoping another team wins. Being loud and boisterous and obnoxious about, it, I think, is that's not right. Well, listen, well, the fine, loud, and boisterous. Yeah, and yeah, we were there for if, you. If, I, if you drew my attention away from from the people I was hanging out with, because I noticed you were acting like a, a 
jack wagon, then I think you cross the line. A sea wagon, if you will. Uh, yes. Listen, we were all there for you. It was your night. I think you would have showed us something if you were over there and you just started to rumble. So I go over there and I tap him on the shoulder and I slug him right in the face and you'd be like, you know what? That's a fan. Well, I think one of two things would happen. Uh-huh. Either all the people there that won their way through listening to the show and support you and like you would have had your back or parted like the Red Sea and we just watch you get pummeled. Well, you see Dave just get tossed off the chase bridge. <laughs> why, why, why would you assume that... Like Mick Foley off the top of the cage. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like the guy was Andre the Giant. He was like walks, a, a, a man in his like, 50s who was undersized. Up, you, why don't you shut up, you loser? And all of a sudden you see Dave just... <laughs> go flying onto the ice. Just toss <laughs> Like a t-shirt. You cannot do this! Is there suddenly no longer Kenny, soundbite you can play, Raymond? Su- suddenly have Kenny and Dave doing play-by-play of Dave just chucking That's this right. guy off the bridge. Down on the right, there's a hockey game going on, but to the left of us, there's a rumble. It's Rothenberg. <laughs> just to see you get, just get tossed right the guy. So if I, went, if I went over, I, I go over. I'm like, do me a favor, pal. Uh, sh- shut up, please. And he's like, you want to go? And he starts punching me. RJ, you, you do what? You would have gotten involved. You would have separated. You would have taken my side or you would, you would have laughed and videoed the whole thing. <laughs> I think I would have very sternly alerted the, the nearest security authorities. No, no security. I no security. I, I think I probably would have tossed a couple of chicken fingers at him. to try. You to would just... have thrown half-eaten chicken fingers at him. Not the waffle fries. Are you getting paid by drop today? Not, not the waffle fries. I was enjoying those, but the chicken fingers, maybe. You know, try and grab his attention. And if he turned his attention toward me, then I would, I'd have to run. Imagine if you just see, like, you're getting beat up and then RJ's running across the bridge. The British are coming. (laughs) (laughs) They're here. The British are here. (laughs) They're dressed as Senators fans. Sir, pummeling Rothenberg. The British, they're here. And they're here for you. Stop hitting him, sir. Ugh. Great. I see I see how it works. See, I, I think I can pummel. I actually think Rick helps me. Oh, well, yeah. Rick would have to be there. Yeah, Rick's not there. <laughs> That's true. Rick he would have to zoom me in. Excuse me, we have someone in the Zoom that would like to sternly talk to you. <laughs> with the, <laughs> with, you with the parent-teacher conference. <laughs> yes. He just left the parent-teacher conference. Can you please stop pummeling my co-host? Can you, th- you're, you're hitting Robin right now, sir. This is my friend. Who will drive the show if he's gone? Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. IKF is a he's a serviceable shortstop, right? I was going to use this. Yeah, you were going to use this in your in your roast. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for waiting. You're welcome. So Aaron Boone yesterday, and here's a quote said, if Oswald Peraza wins the shortstop job at the end of camp, that Isaiah Connor falefa known as IKF, could have a lot of different roles on this team, even including playing in the outfield. That's the, the last thing I want is an outfielder with zero power who's never played there before and might be a butcher out there. What are we, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't understand why. Why that's even an option? Like, are you, are you that desperate to get him in the lineup offensively? But, but, right. If if it's Daniel Vogelback, right? If it's somebody like God, I got, I have to just have to find a spot for him. IKF is at at best a mediocre offensive player. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's no there's no real sense of urgency to have me put him in a spot that he's never played before. And, you know, don't forget one of the reasons why the Yankees got off to such a great start, too, was, I mean, how good they were defensively. So now I'm going to... I'm going to put someone that could be maybe serviceable in left field that can't hit. Well, how is that attractive? At least Aaron Hicks is a, is a decent defensive left fielder. Right, and Oswaldo Cabrera showed you he can play left field. See, this is what annoys me about the Yankees. And and I know... They're the Yankees. Why, why do you have to put someone out of position in left field? That Well, here, here's the thing. I know that there are people listening that are thinking to themselves, oh, here they go again. They're going to bash on the Yankees. The Yankees are a good team. I think the Yankees are going to win this division. I think they're the second-best team in the American League. Why in the world would you be going into a season and think to yourself, you know what would be a great idea? Putting IKF in the outfield. How does that make any semblance of sense? No, hold on, though. To our defense, though, I, I didn't love I, I didn't love when we felt like we had to keep playing. And you could at least understand Jeff McNeil to keep his bat in the lineup. But Jeff McNeil's a second baseman. Yeah, put him at second base. If the guy, like, you have... You have the means to get someone that's really good at left field. Get a really good left fielder. What are we playing games for with left field now? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, if I, IKF is a third baseman, right? That's where he plays. Well, why not say we'll give him some time at third base? Or, or you know what? Shortstop. But if he loses that shortstop role, now, you, now you're gonna, you, you need to be creative to find a way to get IKF into your everyday lineup? No, no. I'm not having it. By the way, though, too, I, I'm not having him take up a bench spot and now have to, like, give me Cabrera as the guy that can play multiple positions over IKF. If Peraza wins the job at short, like, I don't need to see. I'm all set. I already got LeMahieu that can play third and can play second and can play first. Cabrera's showing you he can play all over the field. You know what I find frustrating from the Yankees? And if I was a Yankees fan, this would drive me crazy. They never actually just stand up and say, you know what? We made a mistake. Yeah, we screwed up. You, you know what? Aaron Hicks is hes not really going to be able to play because he doesn't cut the muster and, and he's not capable. He's doesn't not at stay that healthy. level. Yeah. Right? Aaron, Aaron Hicks, no. IKF, you know what? We thought he was going to be a, a special player. We thought he was going to be able to play shortstop at a very high level. He can't. So he's going to be in a reserve role. Josh Donaldson, right? Instead, what? Aaron Hicks, you're going to see him in left field. IKF, we're going to keep him in lineup. Josh Donaldson, he's going to have a big bounce back season. Why? Why can't they ever own and admit making a mistake? I don't know. It's one of the things that drives me crazy about Brian Cashman because I think he's awesome. I think he's great at what he does. But he's stubborn. He makes a move that he believes in. and He won't, he won't relent he off won't of it ad- for anything. He won't admit it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I saw that. I read that story. I was actually going to bring it up. I, think I just don't know why. Up. Like, in the biggest games of the season last season, you didn't want him at shortstop, and now why you're trying to find a way to make sure he can get in the lineup. Right. I mean, if I if I asked you to rank the Yankees solely on offensive performances, where, I mean, where does he rank? No, Nowhere near the top. Well, that, gotta... But that's the thing, though. Like, like the, whole, the whole argument with Josh Donaldson, and I know people hate it because I don't think that a lot of people wanted Josh Donaldson to begin with at that money. Like, why would you trade for a player at his age for that amount of money? Was, you know, we didn't get what we expected offensively, but he was he was gold glove caliber third base. And he was great defensively third base. Like, IKF is an average offensive player that was supposed to be a great defensive shortstop. And he's not. So what, you're going to try to hide him in left field? God knows if he can play left. For what left. reason? 
It, right. So, so you can what get get that get that that bat hitting eighth in the lineup. That's what you want. That's what you're desperate for. Make make it makes zero sense. Let's go to some calls. People are fired up about this. Let's go to uh, Sean in the truck. Hey, Sean, you're on ninety eight seventy ESPN. Oh my goodness. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Rick. Oh my. I can't even I can't even put into words what I'm thinking right now. I mean, like IKF, really? Like you're sitting there, you're trying to work him into your everyday lineup. First of all, the guy barely got over the Mendoza line last year. The guy barely a 200 hitter, no home, one home run. I'm sorry, and he made 10 errors in the first two months. He was brought here to be a defensive specialist, made about 10 errors in the first two months. It's like, why are we even entertaining this guy to be in our uh, everyday starting lineup? Do you see Houston trotting a guy? With the same talent as, as IKF out there, no man, they're like they're a powerhouse, man. You can't be putting a guy like IKF. He's like an everyday backup shortstop, man. He's not he's not a starting outfielder, infielder, whatever. So I don't know what Boone's thinking or Cashman's thinking, man. But it's just so disgusting. So I just, jeez, uh, Louise, man. But thanks for taking my call. Yeah, good, and thanks for making the call. Yeah, no, man, it would be really frustrating to me. Like, what? Why are we? Why are we knocking down walls to try to get IKF into the into the lineup? And I don't know that they want to do it every day, right? I, I haven't seen that they want him to make him the everyday left fielder. But but why are we so desperate to get him into the lineup? I just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but look at the options though for left field. That, that that's the problem I have with this thing though. I and mean, he's not listen. He's not a terrible hitter. I mean, he doesn't have power. He had four home runs, but he's like he's two sixty one. Um, but 261 with zero power is not exactly what you're looking for. No, I know. Okay, but if if he was going to be a really good defensive shortstop, you could live with, you know, less than stellar offensive numbers. He was he was brought in to be good defensively and a bat to ball guy. That's what he was brought in to be. But I have Cabrera who can play left. I got Hicks. There's talk now that Judge could play some left field. Right. I got Stanton, Stanton who right. could play left field. Like uh, on my on my list of guys I want in left field, I, I don't really have I, I don't really have one at the top of the list because I, I mean I would have thought because of the Yankees they'd go out and address the position but they haven't. Like there was some talk about about Profar maybe for left field, but I don't know man I don't know why there's this this need if he loses the starting shortstop job to have him play the Make outfield. Him a bench guy if if he can't be your starting shortstop you know what when donaldson needs a day you put him at third when when donaldson needs starting... a day dj LeMahieu's going to play third well so so then you know what then he he becomes a utility guy maybe he's a pinch runner he's got some speed maybe you put him as a defensive replacement maybe once a week he gets a start what what is so wrong with that I don't understand. It drives me insane why the Yankees need to justify everything. Sometimes it just it doesn't work out, and that's okay. Teams make mistakes, but to compound the mistake by saying, what is, I mean, offensively, he's as pedestrian an offensive player as there is. You tell me you want to find a way to get Stanton's bat into the outfield. I, I get it. I understand why you'd want to do that. I don't, for the life of me, I don't understand why you'd be, oh, well, got to get IKF into the outfield. That, that makes no sense to me. No, I when I read it, I didn't get it. But they brought him back, and I guess they'll try to find a way to use him. But I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, it's very strange. Brandon in Staten Island. Hi, Brandon. You're on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Yeah. Good morning. Um, sorry, I just got to turn on my radio. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, um, that's what I appreciated about Brian Dable's run so much is that. He's like the bizarro Yankees. Like, when, whenever a guy doesn't deserve to be on the field, it doesn't matter how much money you make. You're not getting on the field when it's Brian Dable. The Yankees don't get that. 
Like, I already know what IKF is. I already know what all these other guys are. I'd rather see all the kids play, you know, because at least I, at least they have an upside. I don't know, I don't know what they, they're going to give me, but I know what the other guys are going to give me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we talked about this last week or, or two weeks ago. At a certain point, you got an idea what that player is and what his ceiling is. And if you think that Peraza or Cabrera and Left have a higher ceiling, then I would like at a certain point you gotta let the kids, you gotta let the young guys try to contribute. I guess the other thing too, like you know, a big part of a major league baseball season, especially if you're going to be a playoff team, is having guys healthy. Young players tend to stay healthier. Well, of course they do. So why not try to get a little bit younger? Could you imagine if Anthony Volpe doesn't get time and IKF does? Well, Anthony Volpe's got to play. I don't know that he's going to start with the big club, though. No, I don't. No, I'm saying if Anthony Volpe wins the starting job and is going to play every day, you can't have Anthony Volpe come no, he up can't to be the majors guy. No. no, and sit on the bench. That can't happen. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Kurt Banker. Remember Kurt Banker? Former teammate, I believe quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and a couple other um, former teammates of Aaron Rodgers as well. Okay. So Kurt Banker said, uh, and I quote, Aaron is going to either end up a New York Jet or a Miami Dolphin. Ugh. But if I really had to guess, I say Dolphins. They have the uh, roster. Yeah, let me let me continue. They have the roster to win a Super Bowl. You you want more? No. Yeah, keep going. Well, let me let me give you more. They have a roster to win a Super Bowl, and he could really enjoy some time in the warmth, defrost a little bit after all these years. Yeah, I say Green Bay. Say Green Bay or Miami? I mean Miami. Yeah, I say Miami. You, you, you would have an. I mean, right, I think right live on the air, a nervous breakdown. It's my mortal enemy too, is the dolphin. That's right. Maybe he knows that, and he he decides to go to uh, to Miami. We can't have that happen. It really can't. Can I just request one thing? I don't want no. him to go to Miami either. I I want him to go to the Jets. I think it'd be great for for sports talk radio. I think it'd be great for the Jets. I I would like to see you happy. But, RJ, if he were to wind up on the Dolphins, could you do something that makes it happen while we're live on the air, that that news were to break? How would you like that to be? How would I I mean, like, I'm confused. I, I don't know. Like, like you maybe he's that you, get great? In touch, you get in touch with that Aubrey guy. Aubrey Marcus? Yeah, and you say, listen, Aubrey, do me a solid. I'm not, t- I'm not pushing you where he goes. But if it's the Dolphins, could it happen, say, in the 8 o'clock hour on a Wednesday, something I, like that? So he wants to get in with the Aubrey guy. You know, he'd have to present himself as, uh, listen, I'm so much smarter than everyone else. I, I got to say, though, if he does end up here by some chance, we're going on with Aubrey Marcus. I get McAfee. As soon as we start delving into, you know, other people, we need Rick on that list. We need to elevate 100%. Rick. 100%. Yeah. Why and is I, the going to go on me? You're all we got. Uh, okay, because because you know him, because you're friends with him. Uh, yeah. Have you not broken bread with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very, all right. a lot of pressure now, though. Well, you know what? You 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 handle the pressure. You you beat all the guys in the the shootout. I mean, this is what you're made of. You did, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're doing. You guys are pumping me up. I like it. Well, we believe in you. We I do like believe it. in you. And it's I don't want like I swear to you, if it's like Aaron Rodgers lands on the Jets and he'll be a weekly every Monday at four fifteen on the K Show, I'm not talking to you for a month. Yeah, here's the thing though. That, oh, well, that's God. not going to happen. That would be awkward. Well, that's not going to happen. Here's the thing though. How's he getting to Miami? What has Miami given up? I don't know. 
Okay, yeah, you don't know. They don't have their first-round draft picks this year. No, they don't. Okay, so oh, I do. So we're going to play that game with Green Bay? Well, does Miami have their first-round pick next year? Does my, can, can Miami go what's second that pick gonna be? Well, what's that pick going to be Listen, next I, year? I, I'm not defending it. I'm, I'm I never thought it was going to happen. I don't know. All I'm saying is that Kurt Benkert, a close personal friend and former teammate of Aaron Rodgers, thinks that Miami is the the destination well, that he of lands course. with. Well, listen, of course, yeah, everyone would love the sun, no state income tax and everything else, but there's also the the whole like trade thing that has to happen. So we're going to let you walk them. all over us, and then when you decide you want to leave, we'll take a lesser deal so you can be happy in Miami. No. But I don't, I don't know they'd have to take a lesser deal. Yeah, you do. You do know. If I'm offering the 13th overall pick, what are you so, offering? So you're you're giving that. You're giving 13. How about if you? How about if it doesn't take 13 to get him? How about how about if it's a a oh second my, round, a second RJ, and a fifth? RJ, is he not? Does he not? Is he not understanding English language? Is he stroking out on me? What is he not. not understanding about what I'm explaining to him? Yeah, you're coming at this from different angles. If if he wants they to go to Miami, have, and he says, "Trade me to oh Miami." My God. So 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 what you're telling me is that if he said, "Trade me to Miami." Green Bay would say, no, Jets, we don't want your first-round pick. All it's going to take is a second-round pick. Miami can give next year's one. Maybe Trade Miami, me right now. Maybe Miami gives this year's two and next year's one. I okay, don't know. Okay, so I can give this year's one, which is 13, which is going to be better than Miami's pick, and next year's two. All right, then he'll land on the Jets. Is that what you want me to say? No. It, it, He's no, going to be a Jet, sense, for, a Jet for life. Doesn't when you're sense. a Jet, you're a Jet. He's, you know, I know what happened. It's, <laughs> not, it's, not, it's almost time. The show's almost over. He's checked out mentally. It starts snapping. When you're a Jet, you're a Jet. That's you've what you want. Out. Admit you've checked out. I haven't checked out. What if it takes a two? I was just saying we would give you a one, and now all of a sudden you've, you've put it into a two. Saying what, what if it doesn't when take a one? When you're a jet, you're a jet. All the way from it's your fu- first cigarette to your last dying day. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.